your station. Telling your story with Joy Mitchell.
know that feeling when you're rocking on the back legs of your chair and suddenly for a split second you think you're about to fall? That feeling in your chest? Well, imagine that split second feeling being frozen in time and lodged in your chest for hours or even days. And imagine with it that sense of dread sticking around too, but sometimes you don't even know why. That's one of the best descriptions I've seen of generalised anxiety. A state of always feeling you're about to topple, never knowing when it might happen or why. And not knowing how long it will be before you feel like you have your feet flat on the floor again. Um, Now that particular description is taken from the Mind website. Welcome to Telling Your Story. My name's Joy and today we are talking about anxiety as uh, this week running from the 15th to 21st of May is Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK. The theme this year is anxiety so stay with us as we talk about what it is, how common it is today and share some experience of it also. And of course, we'll have some excellent music too. That was Boston with more than a feeling. And now, here's Texas with Fight the Feeling. I can't get it. I can't get it. 
Well, that was Texas with Fight the Feeling. Um, thank you so much to Ros Barkley, who took us through an hour of amazing music between 12 and 1. And uh, thank you so much to you for, for joining us. Uh, this is Telling Your Story. My name's Joy, and today we're talking about anxiety. And the reason we're doing that, well, there's two main reasons. One is that uh, from the 15th to the 21st of May this year, it was Mental Health Awareness Week. We're right at the tail end of that. Uh, and the theme this year was anxiety. So it's a good time of year for us to talk about it, learn more about it and and maybe start challenging some stigma around it as well. And the other reason why it's important we're talking about anxiety, whether it's Mental Health Awareness Week or any other time of year, is because it's one of the most common mental health conditions that we have in Scotland um, uh, today. So we're going to be talking about what it is. Um, you know what? What are what? How common is it? What are the sort of stats around this? Uh, maybe some of the symptoms, and we'll be hearing some people's experiences around it, how it feels for them, um, and and also coping uh, mechanisms, how how they've learned to to cope and sometimes reduce their anxiety. We'll be looking at some top tips as well, and I'm. Th- thinking of starting a bit of my bit of an experiment my own project <laughs> around anxiety um because i found an app i've found an nhs supported app called daylight but i'll be talking about that a little bit more anyway so what is anxiety well it's often said that stress is response to perceived threat or danger and anxiety is the response to chronic stress. In some ways, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I mean, stress is a process that is largely driven by the unconscious mind when it perceives some sort of threat. It's a, a survival mechanism that responds to um, you know, a perceived threat and sets off a, a chain of events within the body and the mind. And I think we've all been there and know exactly what that means. And it's there to help keep us safe. And our senses become more alert so that we can spot any changes that a threat might cause. Our digestive system shuts down so our energy can rapidly be uh, deployed to our muscles so we can run away from the danger or stand up to it. And we know this as fight or flight. And this unconscious process is primed to return us to our normal relaxation response once the danger is over. However, as we know, our pace of life and style of living these days results in our unconscious survival mechanisms being almost constantly switched on. I mean, that's why stress is, um, you know, behind about 80% of GP visits, either directly because, you know, the person wants support with their stress or uh, they're, they're going with a condition that's, um, you know, at the very least been made worse by feelings of stress. And there's a lot of stress going on because of the, the particular risks and the lack of protective factors in our society with that pace of life I was talking about. And our brain doesn't see the difference in potential threat between a you know wild, hungry animal like it, uh, it might have done way back in the early days or a lorry approaching at speed. Maybe a quarrel with a neighbour or a friend or family member. 
perhaps a letter warning us about an unpaid bill because we have no money to pay it. Or, of course, we switch on the news and there's all the global, um, you know, potential threats there as well. And, of course, we're a 24-7 society now. You know, we can switch on the news and, and hear about it anytime. Sometimes it, it comes through on our, our, our phones if we happen to pop into social media uh, and we see posts about what's going on in the world. So there's a lot to, to be talking about here. And it's understandable why many of us, you know, find it quite challenging to to stay mentally healthy with all that going on. But today we're going to you know, talk specifically about anxiety and and see if we can come up with ways of, of reducing it and coping with it if it is there. So stay with us for more information about anxiety and some top tips. Meanwhile... Here's another great bit of music. Uh, this is um, something I particularly like. It's Jethro Tull with My Sunday Feeling.
that old feeling is in my head. <laughs> Telling your story on Cam Glen Radio. Telling your story with Joy Mitchell. Yes, this is Telling Your Story. My name's Joy and thank you so much for joining us today. We are talking about anxiety. Uh, So how common is anxiety? Well, actually, anxiety disorders are one of the most common sets of conditions for us here in Scotland. About 12% of us experience anxiety disorders at any one time. That's one in eight of us. Putting that into perspective, the population of Campus Lang and Rutherglen communities combined is uh, is around 60,000. And that's all ages. With the figures of anxieties they are, that means around 7,500 people in Campus Lang and Rutherglen are experiencing an anxiety disorder right now. now that's a difficult number to think about it's, it's so high but if you're in work maybe think about how many colleagues you have if your company has 100 staff statistically speaking 12 of them are experiencing anxiety disorder right now if you've got um, you know a, a sort of neighbourhood that's maybe got about 2,000 people in it that's about 240 people of your neighbours that are experiencing anxiety disorder right now. So it's, it, this is very common. And it shows how important it is for us to be aware of mental health issues in our communities. And the need to be supportive of colleagues, neighbours, friends and family, because we don't know if they might be struggling with their mental health right now. Of course, with statistics like that, there's a good chance, actually, we're the one that's struggling with anxiety right now. So it's so important that we start to talk more about mental health so we can challenge the stigma around it and create a more understanding and supportive community around us. If we currently um, are not one of those one in eight ourselves, there's a good chance we might be at some point, and certainly there's a high chance that someone close to us is experiencing anxiety. And we'll hear about some people's experience after another bit of music. So we had Jethro Tull with My Sunday Feeling there, and now we're going to have Bobby Hendrix with Itchy Twitchy Feeling. <laughs> Sitting here wondering what it's all about This rock and roll music that makes you shout You tune in on bandstand, they're jumping like mad And they're dancing, they're doing it, don't look bad You get that itchy, twitchy feeling You start rocking and reeling Soon your arms and legs start flapping like a hound dog mouth And you're you're rocking and rolling You don't understand it, but it sure feels nice you thought you might try it, but I once or twice You started with that dance they call the stroke But you felt much better doing rock and roll You get that itchy, twitchy feel 
Twitchy feeling. I think that particular song was talking about the uh, the desire to to get up and dance. <laughs> uh, but of course, we are talking about anxiety today, and sometimes you get an itchy, twitchy feeling. Well, maybe dancing is one of the ways to uh, to cope and indeed lower your stress and your anxiety. I don't know. How about get up in your your living room just now if you're listening to this at home, um, have a dance, uh, some of the music today, and <laughs> you can let us know in the future whether that worked for you or not um okay so we know how common anxiety is what actually does it feel like i mean is it all these itchy twitchy feelings well there's quite a lot of common symptoms of anxiety and they include feeling nervous feeling helpless a sense of impending panic danger or doom that's particularly common when it comes to panic attacks Maybe there's increased heart rate, hyperventilation, which is a technical term really for over-breathing. Your breathing becomes quite rapid and you're not expending the the air that you've spent um, and it gets all kind of caught up and makes you feel dizzy and, and so on. And it might be the sweating or trembling and maybe obsessively thinking about the, the, the trigger for panic or anxiety if indeed you're aware of it. And these feelings of anxiety and panic, understandably, can interfere with daily activities and be difficult to control. I mean, they're out of proportion to the actual danger and can cause you to avoid places or situations. So bear in mind, you should see your healthcare provider if your anxiety is affecting your life and relationships. Your GP can help rule out any underlying physical health issue before seeing a mental health professional. So some of that might sound familiar to you. And uh, we've got a, a story here. Um, and some of this might also sound uh, quite familiar as well. Um, 
if not to yourself, then perhaps it's a, a familiar experience to someone you know uh, and, you know, who may even have spoken about it to you. But this is a story that um, is by Ryan Ritchie and it's a mental health blog. Uh, it's about his experience living with generalised anxiety disorder. <clears throat> so, um, Richie says, by the time I was 18 years old, I'd already endured five years of suffering alone with generalised anxiety disorder. As I matured into my teenage years, the increasing weight of anxiety Uncomfortably resting on my chest, my ability to speak out flickered like a weak flame, like a python securing its prey. With each attempt I made to struggle free, the tighter the grip became. I needed to be liberated from this vice-like hold. The problem I faced with my invisible perpetrator was that I knew very little about his weaknesses. And I was convinced that nobody else knew either. When you're isolated and live within the constraints of your own mind, it's difficult to see any way out of this prison. There is a resident dark cloud parked directly in front of your eyes, shadowing any glimmer of hope. I began withdrawing from those closest to me. I was scared of hurting other people through actions which were out of my control. I decided to push as many people away from me as possible. It was brutal for me because I couldn't justify why I was acting this way to the people who deserved to know the most. When you're isolated and live within the constraints of your own mind, it's difficult to see any way out of this prison. Anxiety makes you feel different from other people around you. You feel angry, emotionally exhausted, and it makes everyday life excruciatingly painful to endure. I know, says Ryan, because I've been there. I've been right where you are. Until you decide what is worth more to you, pain or your happiness, this dense atmosphere will continue to work its way into any remaining courage and strength you have reserved in your heart. After five years of living in excruciating pain, on my 19th birthday that I decided to take this, this thing on head first, I had an epiphany about my suffering. I have the strength to endure this level of pain every day from the moment I wake up until I go to sleep. What if I could redirect that strength and focus that energy on my recovery? And that's what Ryan did. So he continues to say, the first step was removing anxiety's advantage over me. It's invisibility. I decided to humanise my illness. I called the collective experience of anxiety my gremlins. Gremlins can be defeated, they can be trained and they can be managed. Once I humanised anxiety, I started to focus on what made it angry, what made it incredibly hard to control and when it was at ease. And I learnt behaviours. My gremlins were the most hurt and neglected parts of me that I failed to care for over the years. I understood why I found it difficult to pick up the phone or leave my house some days because these broken pieces of me were never repaired. Finally, I was willing to speak about what was going on in my head. The first time I admitted that I wasn't all right out loud was the most terrifying experience of my life, but it's the reason why I'm alive right now. 
I communicate about my illness with people who I trust. Because of this, I have formed the strength which has kept me going. Speaking out saved my life. And if you're reading this and you feel alone because of your pain, I encourage you to do, do the same. I had momentary irrational thoughts of unleashing complete chaos by sharing my suffering. But they were quickly outweighed by the feeling of receptive love and compassion I experienced after I opened up. The irrefutable fact is this. People care about you. It may be a complete stranger or it may be your best friend, but they care. Focus on what you have complete control over. Your choice to speak out and share your story. Today, I have my anxiety, my gremlins, under control. Build a support system and your recovery will be on the right path and your daily struggles will become that much more manageable. Remember this, pain is real, but hope is real too. It's up to you to choose which you believe in most. So Ryan experienced severe anxiety for years before seeking help. And, you know, the average delay children face between experiencing their first symptoms and receiving treatment is 10 years. Now, there's a good reason for us to be talking about anxiety as often as we can and as early as we can, not only with our friends and our neighbours, but our children as well. Because children do experience anxiety. And the sooner they know that someone cares and that they can trust you and start talking about their feelings, the better they're able to control their gremlins. Telling your story on Cam Glen Radio.
telling your story with Joy Mitchell. Yeah, that was REO Speedwagon with Can't Find Fight This Feeling. So today we're talking about anxiety. And if you've been worrying and feeling anxious about things and think, oh, I can't fight this feeling anymore. I need to do something about this. Well, you are listening to the right show because we're going to spend the next wee while talking about self-help tips for when you are feeling anxious and you, you want to get control over that. So we've got 11 tips, actually, for coping with an anxiety disorder. And that's um, over and above uh, going to see your GP and, um, you know, seeking their their support and, and potentially a, a temporary or, um, you know, a treatment that can help in the longer term. But self-help tip number one is keep physically active. Develop a routine so that you're physically active most days of the week. Exercise a powerful stress reducer. It can improve your moods and help you stay healthy. And start out slowly. If you're not used to even doing, you know, short walks, start out slowly. Maybe even just you know walk them down walk up and down your stairs or um you know around the block a couple of times and gradually increase the amount and intensity of your activities now it's important to start slowly because you don't want to overdo it you know a, a lot of the time uh, we we hear about self-help tips and things that can help we think right i'm going to do loads of this and the the, the general advice is is maybe to do 150 minutes of walking a week or or whatever and you think right i'm going to go out and i'm going to do an hour and i'm going to make this massive dent in the 150 minutes so if you do that, you might wake up the next day feeling even more tired with sore muscles and that will demotivate you for, for doing that again. So take it slowly. Start from where you are at right now. If you have a sedentary lifestyle where you're maybe sitting, you know, pretty much um, all day and all evening, staring into a screen, maybe that's what your work is, you know, uh, doing uh, admin work on a computer. And then maybe you go home and you're watching telly or you're, you know, you're watching a film or you're um, playing computer games or whatever. And the only time you're really moving is from one screen to another. Um, you know, walking out your house, taking the car or or bus to work and then coming back again. And maybe that's about it. And you go go to bed and because you're still anxious, you're maybe not sleeping very well either. Oh, you know, you're just getting this downward spiral. So start slowly. And it may even be that you start to see the benefits pretty quickly. And uh, if you're looking for support um, from you know, an organisation. Well, Healthy and Happy have walking groups and they can help you get motivated and, and supported to make gentle walking part of your routine and your self-help strategy. And of course, there's small groups that go out uh, walking. So, you know, you're, you're connecting with people as well. You never know. It might even be people that have similar experience to you. So that's self-help tip number one and very possibly the most effective when it comes to feeling stressed, um, particularly if you're not used to taking any exercise at all. Well, number two is avoid alcohol and recreational drugs. Uh, these substances can, you know, sometimes cause, but they can certainly worsen anxiety. 
And if you can't quit on your own, well, see your healthcare provider or find a support group to help you. And there will be a support group near you that, that can help. But of course, despite the fact that it says here, avoid alcohol, well, you don't necessarily need to avoid it. It depends where you're at with alcohol. If you're using it as an unhealthy coping mechanism, then you you want to start reducing it so that you're no longer relying on it as an unhealthy coping mechanism. And you can do that by using some of the the other health um, you know self help tips which are healthy coping mechanisms. And the more you use them, the less you might rely on the unhealthy coping mechanism. So maybe in a similar line, uh, but a little bit different. Self-help tip number three, quit smoking and cut back or quit drinking caffeinated beverages. Goodness, why are smoking and caffeine in the same self-help tip? Well, you know, again, it's about unhealthy coping mechanisms the impact on your biochemistry and sometimes actually negative in- impact are natural biochemicals that, that relax us. So it's important really to be aware of, um, you know, why you're using nicotine or vaping or, you know, and how much caffeine you're taking in in a day. So let, let's focus in on that because caffeine is all around us. It's in our coffee, it's in our tea, it's in our chocolate, it's in our... It's in our um, energy drinks and, you know, many of us will will take in caffeine to one degree or another. And it has been shown it can worsen anxiety. Well, uh, our recommended maximum daily intake of caffeine is actually 400 milligrams. But if you're currently experiencing anxiety, then ideally you want to aim for 200 milligrams or less. Uh, how much is in what we take in? Well, a cup of coffee can have 80 or more, maybe even up to 120 milligrams in one very strong cup of coffee. So that's half your recommended daily intake if you've got um, anxiety already. And if you're using coffee as a coping mechanism, an unhealthy coping mechanism, well, it could be seven, 800, 900, maybe more milligrams that you're taking in. Tea has around 40 so that's got a lot less. Um, chocolate has some caffeine as well. But again, you know, we would we would need to eat a heck of a lot of co- uh, chocolate to to reach our um, our daily recommended amount purely through chocolate. Energy drinks, though. I mean, I'm thinking about young people. We were talking, um, you know, we were reading out a, a blog post earlier from a young person who was experiencing anxiety for many years. Energy drinks actually are not soft drinks, but they're they're used as soft drinks, particularly by younger folk. And they're really strong in caffeine. I mean, they've got about 80 milligrams per can. Uh, it's not unusual for a young person maybe to have two, four, maybe even six cans a day. And that's, that's already exceeding your daily intake um, of a healthy person. If you're experiencing anxiety, it goes way above what's recommended. So be aware of what you are using as an unhealthy coping mechanism and what your intake is on a day-to-day basis. And uh, see if you can cut back a little. Take control over this, you know, anxiety again by, by looking at your habits. 
Well, we've got um, seven or eight more uh, self-help tips. We'll get through some of them uh, fairly quickly. But you know what? We're going to have another bit of music. Here's Primal Scream with Feel Like a Demon Again. to Michael Bublé from the 50s it's to the present day catch Alan Stevenson for the perfect Sunday afternoon playlist Sundays from 2pm only on 107.9 FM Cam Glen Radio 
Yes, it is about 12 and a half minutes to 2 o'clock and uh, you're listening to Telling Your Story at the moment. But stay tuned to Cam Glen Radio. We've got all sorts of good stuff coming up across today. And at 2 o'clock, uh, Alan Stevenson is joining us with his uh, fantastic mix of music over the years and over the decades. But to take us up to that point, we've got some more music and we also have some more self-help tips to, to talk about. Uh, self-help tips that can lessen worry and anxiety and uh, help you take control over your mental health and well-being. So we um, heard about uh, physical activity and avoiding or cutting back on some of the the unhealthier coping mechanisms that uh, we quite often can use. But here's here's some more. So um, number four, use stress management and relaxation techniques. Oh, there's all sorts. There's visualization techniques, meditation, yoga. They're all examples of relaxation techniques that can ease anxiety and have been shown uh, to do so. Another major one, number five, make sleep a priority. And we know that if you've got stuff in your mind and you're starting to feel anxious, you go to bed and you're maybe tossing and turning because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's maybe your thoughts keeping you awake and anxiety not letting you relax enough to actually fall over into a good deep sleep. So make sleep a priority. Find out about, um, you know, different ways to support your sleep and do what you can to make sure you're getting enough to feel rested. Um, there's all sorts of tips there. And, uh, you know, I think one of the uh, the most common that you'll read about is about being consistent with when you go to bed and when you get up in the morning. And that might be tough when you start doing it because sometimes we, we end up staying up later because of the, you know, the, the anxious thoughts. And it means we're tired in the morning. But try and be consistent with it. And also, I mean, we're coming into summer and there's light mornings and sometimes that can wake us up. So do your best to, um, you know, have thick, dark curtains um, or otherwise uh, sort of block out the light. And that really can help. So number six, eat healthy foods. Absolutely. A healthy diet that incorporates vegetables, fruits, whole grains, maybe linked to reduced anxiety. And uh, there's lots of research going on about this. It's continuing. It, research is showing that it can make a big difference. Um, mood foods are those that have nutrients that are calming and help you stay balanced your energy throughout the day. And magnesium is one of those uh, nutrients. It's known as the calming mineral. And it's found in seeds, nuts, and uh, fruits such as bananas, and, of course, in green leafy veg as well. So, you know, without worrying about how much um, of magnesium do you actually need and, uh, and, you know, what's in which seeds and whatnot, just try and eat that little bit healthier every day. You know, Try and have some green leafy veg, a salad or, um, you know, cabbage or, or whatever. If you like coleslaw, that's brilliant because you've got the raw cabbage in it as well. Um, you know, pumpkin seeds, maybe maybe have a handful of uh, nuts and seeds as well. And you'll already be taking action. It's going to help you feel a bit better. Learn about your anxiety. So if your anxiety is um, maybe advanced enough or serious enough, it's starting to really impact in your life talk to your GP or um, you're another healthcare provider and find out actually what might be causing your specific condition and what treatments might 
be best for you? What can they help you with? Also involve your family and friends and ask for, for their support. Um, it's hugely important to have the support of people around you. And number eight is stick to any treatment plan that your your GP uh, might might provide, whether that's medication or uh, talking therapy. And, uh, of course, consistency, again, can make a big difference to that, especially when it comes to taking your medication. And identify any triggers. So learn what situations or actions cause you stress or increase your anxiety and practice the strategies you're developing with your mental health um, provider or through self-help. So you're ready to deal with anxious feelings and your anxiety that maybe comes up when you're in those situations. We've got two more to go, but we're going to have a little bit of music from Tears for Fears um, just before we uh, say goodbye and sort of uh, wind up for today. So here's Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Tears for Fears and we're going to listen to Maloko um, on the way to Alan joining us as well uh, but just while they're getting warmed up <laughs> tickling their vocal cords uh, I'm just going to say another couple of uh, self-help tips keep a journal keeping track of your personal life can help you and your mental health provider identify what's causing you stress and what seems to help you feel better and socialise. Don't let worries isolate you from loved ones or anxiety. Your worries may not go away on their own and they may worsen over time if you don't seek help. 
And it's easier to treat if you get help early. Well, just before we say goodbye, I mentioned earlier on in the show that I'm going to do my own wee research um, experiment because I, I found um, an app that's uh, NHS supported, it's free to use, it's free to download, it's called Daylight. And it's based on self-help if you're experiencing worries and anxiety. So I've downloaded it. I'm going to use it every day. Uh, that's uh, the advice. And I'll update you on how it goes when I'm back in a few weeks' time. Meanwhile, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been Telling Your Story. My name still is Joy. And stay tuned because Alan will be with us in a few minutes. See you again soon. Bye. Hush now, no need to say the words. At first sight, you're perfectly heard. Familiar feeling you say